When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is just for you, Callie. It's a story of a dog named Tilly. Oh. Now, it starts out sad. Tilly is a two-year-old border collie who lives in Idaho, and he was in a car wreck. Oh, I heard this. The back window of Tilly's SUV shattered. Tilly was ejected and ran off into the woods. Horrible story. I would be devastated if I were the owner. So the family, the Oswald family, who uh, owned Tilly, spent hours looking for him. They posted on social media. They hung up posters, all of that stuff, and no luck. A couple days later, though, they got a phone call from Travis and Zane Potter, who have a sheep farm, and Tilly had found his way to the sheep farm (laughs) and was actually herding the sheep. I love it. They have other border collies, so the dogs, the other border collies were hurting the sheep, but Zane- He just jumped right in. He was like, I know how to do this. Zane and Travis looked out and they're like, we have three dogs. One, two, three, four. Wait a minute. And they realized that there's an extra dog and they they, uh, got Tilly back. Now the family knows that Tilly's qualified and get a part-time job. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, you know- Ernest Keep. I thought that was the cutest story. And I love that he was like, oh, that was scary. And he like <laughs> brushes himself off, shakes off. And then he's like, oh, sheep. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I know I've said this before, but uh, it's worth saying again. Today, I'm grateful for dogs. We <laughs> don't deserve dogs. Dogs are awesome. I think Lily just got a big head from that. The reason we reference Lily in this show so often, by the way, is because she sits in here. Every single time we record, without fail. She sits on the couch with Jeff like it is her job to be here. She's the producer. Yeah. She should have producer credits on the show. She really should. If we ever, like, win anything, we're going to have to. Yeah, get it, get an know, extra get an plaque extra, for her. Yeah, Sadie, meanwhile, could not care less. Yeah. Um, my name is Callie Dollar. Am I, am I, am I, I am grateful for trees. All right. I want to give you a warning. The world is opening back up. And, and it is possible to get caught off guard by the opening, as happened to me yesterday morning. So for a year now, a year and a half now, the place where we take the dogs to get their nails trimmed has had a policy that you just pull up out front, right? Mm-hmm. And call them and they'll come out and get the dogs out of your car. And you just have to be standing there with a leash on, you know, and it's in that way, there's not a group of people in a waiting room, just keeps it safer. 
Yeah. So when I took the dogs yesterday to get their nails trimmed, I assumed that would still be the policy, which means I paid no attention to what I was wearing. I paid no attention to the fact that I was wearing the most beat up shoes that I own. Mm -hmm. I think like uh, they they would be considered like the lawn mowing shoes. You know what I mean? They're falling apart. Uh, I was, of course, wearing basketball shorts because that's my, you know, comfort go to whatever. The T-shirt I was wearing had spit up on it from Ellie. And I think it had something like butter or something from making breakfast that morning. Nice. They changed their policy. So this hot mess had to walk out of the car and go into a public place. I feel like I'm a little bit ahead of you in this progression because my workplace is more or less back to normal. But you didn't get caught off guard by it. Like I'm sure a member. No, I know. But I I was going to say, I wouldn't assume at this point that I wouldn't be going in anywhere because I'm back in my flow. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm seeing humans. We're not masking at work anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And that, but like, imagine if they did that to you, like it's a surprise. Like they're like, yeah. okay, everybody who's coming back into the office, we're not going to tell the people who've been there. So you show up wearing, you know, jeans and slippers. Right. And a baseball hat. And you turn the corner and there's your boss's boss, you know, wearing a suit or whatever. And you're like, Oh, apparently we're back. Hello. Yeah. So just don't assume. Always wear a bra when you leave the house. That's (laughs) the moral of that story. Right. Now, this may come as a surprise to you, but not if you've listened to the show for a while. But Jeff and I are both naturally. I won't say naturally. I will say we are both pessimists by nature. And I don't think that before we were like unbearable pessimists, I think we just didn't realize that we weren't optimistic. And then when you kind of change your life in that way, you look back on pessimism as like, oh, that really made my life feel really heavy. You know what I mean? Like that's a good word for it, right? Like uh it's just life is heavier when you're a pessimist. I think there was a time where I was an unbearable pessimist. You were? Yeah, I think there was a time in my life where not only did I always see the glass as half empty, but I would tell anybody who listened that we're about to run out of water. You yeah. know what I mean? And I've never known that side of you. No. This this is years before there was a you. So and then once I I started moving toward gratitude and just kind of like how your thoughts magnify your reality. So the more you think negative thoughts, the more you think that the glass is half empty and you're about to run out of water, the more likely it is that you'll see every glass as being half empty, including the ones that are almost completely full. Because right. that, that just becomes your nature. So once you turn that corner, but I think I, I would, would it be safe to say, or would this be a stretch, that most people are naturally pessimistic because pessimism is easier than optimism? I think. Pessimism is lazy. How about this? I think optimism is learned. Yeah, because if you are optimistic, you've learned it from somewhere, whether it be your parents or whatever. But you could say the same about pessimism, can't you? Yeah, but I think optimism is less common. Right, because 
it's easier to be pessimistic. Well, I think it's, it's easier because most people, I would argue, are pessimistic. So we are around mostly pessimistic people by nature, in my opinion. Right. So you kind of just like fit in with your tribe. You yeah. know what I mean? And what yeah. everyone around you, like not that everyone is necessarily sitting around being like, oh, life is terrible. This is horrible. But just the in the little subtleties, like, ah, this restaurant is taking forever. <clears throat> I'm, you know, stuck in traffic. <clears throat> I hate this city. It's full of traffic and all this. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. just everything has an issue associated with it. So because I am Cali Dollar and that is what I do, I threw a Google on it, you know, just wondering, cause we talk about gratitude all the time, but like there's other layers to that. I feel like of, you know, how to go from being a pe pessimist to an optimist. I learned a couple of things that I think are oppressive that I wanted to pass on one, write down your accomplishments. So you like literally set a timer for five minutes and you write down everything in your life that you've accomplished, like wins in your life. This is a way to, to go from being pessimistic to being an optimist? Yes. Is that what that, mm -hmm. that's what this is for? Yeah. So what type of accomplishments? Anything? Yeah. Any win in your life. Okay. So it doesn't matter what it is. Generic. Go for it. I, I think we were just talking about that last week or something too, that people don't celebrate their wins enough and don't celebrate what makes them awesome enough, weren't we? Mm -hmm. I feel like that just recently came up. I think up. that was like last week. So this is reinforcing that. Another one is a daily mantra, um, which I actually, I call them affirmations, but you put like on a piece of paper and I do this all the time where it says on your mirror, I am instead of like, whatever, like you are whatever you want to be. So for me, I work out in my little office thing, this like nook that we have. And I have a card on the mirror, my workout mirror that says, I am strong. Not, I wish I were strong. Not, I want to be strong. I am getting I, stronger. No, I am strong. I am strong. And then another one, which I love is analyzing your expectations because when you go into something anticipating that it's going to be bad or negative or not what you hope that puts on a filter. It's like you're walking in with cloudy glasses before you've even experienced anything. So like if you were, you know, I, I did this, I did this like two weeks ago, I had to order a new driver's license and I was like, Oh, I don't want to order it. This is going to be a pain. This is awful. I'm probably going to have to go down to the drivers, whatever, and then be sit in there. Be in line for three days. No one's going to know what they're doing. It took me five minutes. It was seamless. It was awesome. And then afterward, immediately afterward, I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have been so Debbie Dunner about that. But when you adjust your expectations and you take away that, um, you go into it with a neutral mindset before anything happens. So if something negative happens, it's not as bad. If it's positive, wow, that's great. But you know, when you go into it, someone's like, oh yeah, I was just waiting for that to happen. Like the, it just changes the whole vibe of the experience. The tough part about changing that, about that one in particular, is I think, and I don't know, this is, I might be wrong about this, but I think the reason people expect a lot of people will automatically default to the worst possible outcome is because we're animals, right? And a gazillion years ago, when we were animals living in caves and going out and hunting and gathering and all of that stuff and fighting other animals for food, 
for survival, you had to be prepared for whatever, you know, bear was hiding in the woods that wanted to eat you or all that stuff. Like you had to be prepared. So you, a way to prepare is to expect the worst possible outcome. You know, you have to prepare. It's like going to McDonald's saying the ice cream maker is going to be broken when all you want is a cone. Right. And so for survival purposes, you might not even go to McDonald's. You might go out of your way and go to Wendy's and get a Frosty. Right. Because that's inherently what's inside of you. Mm -hmm. So that if you struggle with changing that and trying to imagine more positive outcomes, you are definitely not alone because you are actually trying to adjust the the DNA that it that lives in your brain. And the, the survival fact that instinct. you can even recognize that you're negative is a huge first step because I think a lot of people that live their lives that way have no clue that they even exist. Like I think when you were in that in that phase of your life, you didn't even realize how no. negative you were. Like you don't have any idea. And you 15 years ago probably would not have listened to our show. And here's the excuse that you use. Uh, if you are feeling negative all the time and you don't want to face it, you're like, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. Is that what you used to say? All the time. I'm just keeping it real. Like, oh, we're all going to, you know, this company is not making any money. We're all going to lose our jobs in six months. Like, dude, why are you saying that? Like, let's just hustle and see when we get down. I'm just keeping it real, man. I'm just keeping it, be prepared. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. How many times have you said that sentence in the past six years? Oh, I don't say it anymore because yes. I, I try to, I try to, I try to just keep <laughs> the pessimism in my head and try to be more opt- outwardly optimistic. Change is possible. Anyways, there's a great article with over a dozen little tricks like this to help you overcome pessimism and find optimism if that is something in your life that you want to shift. And if you're listening to the show and you're feeling a little pessimistic, but you are listening to the show, I suspect that is you. Um, We can text it to you if you text the word optimist to 800-434-5454. We'll shoot back a link for you. O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Optimist. You win the spelling bee. I win. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Um, An interesting parenting dilemma, but this isn't, this isn't, if you're not a parent, you don't have to shut this off because this is like a people dilemma. The person involved just happens to be a parent. Okay. Let's fast forward a few years. Imagine that Ellie has a friend and Ellie and this friend love each other. They're great. They get, they, they're great friends. They're friends at school. They've had some play dates. Everything's cool. Here's the problem with Ellie's friend. It's her mom. Her mom is chronically late. So if the, you know, Ellie's friend is supposed to come over for a play date, mom is always 30, 45 minutes late. If Ellie's friend is over here without her mom and mom is supposed to come pick her up. Mom is always an hour late. I'm sorry I got stuck in trapped. I'm sorry I got stuck at work. I'm sorry I got a phone call that I couldn't get off the phone. Whatever, right? As a parent who has a schedule to keep, can you dissolve the friendship between Ellie and her friend because mom is so annoying? No. Why? 
Because you don't punish the kid. And here's the thing. Okay. I have two suggestions for that one. I'm an assistant. So do like assistants do. And if you're an executive assistant, and I know there are like, I have a tribe of other executive assistants that listen to this. So you will say yes, probably out loud. You don't tell them to be on time. You tell them 30 to 45 minutes before you want them to be there. So then they happen to be on time when they think they're late. Boom. Solution number two. Okay. Hope, so let me pause you right there. What if it's a birthday party? What if it's a birthday party at two in the afternoon? Do you print up one special no, invite just, for her uh, no, no, that no, no, says one thirty? They'll be late and she and her kid can duke that one out because birthday parties are with a ton of people and for a couple of hours. So, you know, it's, it's that. Then... Um, you also figure out ways to manipulate the situation. So your kid's always going to their house. So you're in control when you show up to pick them up. Hmm. I feel like you just solved that issue. I definitely solved it. See, this is why, see, this is what executive assistants know. We know all sorts of secrets. That should be the segment tricks, assistant tricks. I am. I don't know. Assistant I, hacks. I am, I might be on a different, because I, as you, and I'm imagining this, but as your kid gets older, right? So I, this is me making a guess, but gets involved in more activities, school, maybe a sport, uh, play groups, just stuff that a kid has to do. Time the ultimate currency becomes more scarce. And I don't know that you as a parent have the bandwidth to try to do, you know, math and equations and all that stuff. So what are you going to do when Ellie's like, Hey, I want to go to Rachel's house. You're like, I'm sorry. Rachel. You're not going to say that. Whatever. Rachel moved Ellie, to Canada. That, whatever. Jeff has, Ellie has Jeff wrapped around her little finger. Jeff Dollar would sit outside of wherever he was supposed to pick Ellie up and wait for four hours if he had to. I, I'm uh, not saying you'd be happy about it, but I'm saying you would do it. 800-434-5454 if you have opinions on that. I believe that there are two types of people in the world. There are the people that save every card and every note and they have them in a shoebox under the bed or in the closet forever and ever. And then I believe there are the people who just toss those things away. If you are either one of those people, I've got something for you. It's called StoryWorth. And what a great gift for your dad for Father's Day. My dad gave me some handwritten stories about his past and about trips that we had taken together as a family. By far, one of my most treasured possessions. You can have that experience too with StoryWorth, and it's so convenient. They're going to email your dad a question every week. He answers it, and they compile it and deliver it to you in book form after a year. It's so cool. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash upside. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off. Summer is here and it's grilling season, baby. Jeff and I try to plan out our meals as best we can, but you know how it is in the summer we get randomly in the mood for grilling and we're like, you know what? It is so nice out tonight. 
We're grilling, and thanks to ButcherBox, we already always have high-quality, great-tasting meat in our house ready to go. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to our home. All of the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones and comes with enough meat for 24 individual meals. So we throw ours in the freezer and then we always have high quality meat ready to go. You can either let ButcherBox put a box together for you, like choose one of their boxes, or you can customize your own, which is what we do. We usually do ground beef. We do sirloin steaks and chicken breasts. We freeze it and take it out when we're ready. And we don't have to hope that the grocery store ever has what we want in stock. With ButcherBox, we get the highest quality meat around, and we get exactly what we want at a reasonable price. It's the way meat should be. Back by popular demand, receive bacon for life. Right now, new members can get bacon for life when they sign up. Just go to butcherbox.com upside. That's a package of free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription when you go to butcherbox.com upside. I don't know if you follow KiwiCo on Instagram. KiwiCo is one of our sponsors here on the show. They've been a part of the show for a long time. And I actually get a little jealous looking at the projects that families are doing together, KiwiCo crates that they're doing together. And I can't wait until Ellie is old enough to dig into some of these really, really fun ones. I know I'm going to have a great time doing it, and I know they're going to help Ellie learn. That's what KiwiCo is all about. They cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every single month. We've already gotten a KiwiCo crate for Ellie. They have them for babies, and they go all the way up to as old as you like, 104 years old. There's something for everyone, for every kid or kid at heart, and it's delivered every single month. What's more exciting when you're a kid than getting something in the mail that's just for you? Everything's shipped right to your door. There's no commitment. Pause or cancel any time. Like I said, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month with KiwiCo, and you can get your first month free on select crates by going to kiwico.com slash upside. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash upside. Today's quote of the day is wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Number one, if you want to be liked by others, be mysterious. Studies show that the less we know about someone, the more we are inclined to like them. Really? Yeah. And I 100% agree with that. Do you? Yeah. If there are people who don't totally give up their entire story, you kind of feel like there's still something left to learn. But, you know, we've all met people who the minute you start interacting with them, they dump on you their whole life story. And you're like, nah. either that or you're just like, yeah, it's not even a dumping the life story, but it's it could be anything like the more you get to know them. You're just like, I don't yeah. like you. So be a little mysterious if you want to uh, if you want to be well liked. Number two. Do women flush toilets with their feet to avoid germs? 1,000%. Oh, really? Yes, every time. 64% of adults say that they flush toilets 100% of their time with their feet to avoid germs. Uh, And then number three, 52% of couples, this is a survey done by a lingerie brand, 
1,000 couples, just over half said that they didn't um, consummate the marriage on the wedding night. Really? So half, oh, just over half, either because they were too tired, they were waiting, too drunk. <laughs> waiting for the perfect moment that never came, or they were too drunk. The, those are the women's reasons. Uh, the men, number one reason, too drunk. So, <laughs> could you remember our wedding night? Could yeah, do. So, uh, couldn't make it happen because they. I mean, no, the guys couldn't. I'm not talking about our wedding night. The yeah. guys couldn't because they were too drunk. Not me. Not my guy. Not me. <laughs> Alcohol doesn't affect me. Nothing affects me at all. Uh. Just a breeding machine. Yeah. Right, Ellie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those are my three random things. I'm really glad we got that in perpetuity so Ellie can hear it someday. <laughs> yeah. I have found the most useful app of all time, in my opinion. And it solves some mysteries. We could have added this. Remember when we were talking about things that it seems like most adults know how to do that, like, That's, you don't. Yeah. That still kind of stress you out. Yep. One of those things is laundry labels. Do you know what all the laundry labels mean? I I don't. What do you mean? Like the what are, symbols, like on the tag of your clothes. Like, do you ever look at those where it's? I've like, seen. Like, there's. I know there's like a little triangle, and sometimes there's things that have slashes. There's like sixty it. different laundry codes, right? I pay zero attention to the hieroglyphics. I just read what it says. Cold water, fine, done. Yeah, and here's the question that I have is too is like, why do they have the hieroglyphics if? They also are writing it out. Is it some government thing? I don't know. Anyway, there's this awesome app called Laundry Lens, and you can either hold up the tag of your shirt with the symbols on it, and it'll tell you exactly what the instructions are for. It'll translate the it'll hieroglyphics. Translate. Yeah. Or you can, if you see one randomly and you're like, I wonder what that means, you can actually search by the symbol. Like they have all the symbols like mapped out by um, design, like what they look like. So the one with like the iron on it, there's a whole one with stuff with irons on it. So I just scanned my shirt yeah. I'm wearing right now. So here are the instructions based on, you know, the the picture that this app just took. Machine wash, water temperature up to 104 degrees. Non-chlorine bleach only. I still don't know what that means. Tumble dry, low heat. Iron, is, is low heat. I never really thought of this, but is like is Clorox a non-chlorine bleach? Oh, that's a good question. Or is Clorox a chlorine bleach? I never bleach anything that has I don't colors in it anyways. Bleach to me is like holding raw chicken. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't touch yes. the bleach. Don't get it anywhere. I do. That's, that must be, I do feel the same exact way about bleach. Like I'm scared to death of it. Terrified. As I do about things that raw chicken might touch. Because that's a great comparison. It is because like anything, and I don't know why this is like the week of cleaning. This has turned into like the upsides, yeah. the upsides week of clean, but I mean, I don't even own bleach. And I remember my mom used to always have bleach, although I can't remember what she would use it for. But it was always like, you know, don't get it on your clothes. Don't get it on your skin. Don't get it. So I'm like, what can we do with it? I don't know. Uh, Non-chlorine bleach. Um, there's there's a type of, there's a brand of Clorox bleach that's like called, it's called Color Load. It's a non-chlorine bleach. It's better for the environment and it's safer for 
colors. It doesn't. Here's the thing with all your symbols or whatever. I don't think I own any clothes that are expensive enough that would warrant me not just washing it with everything else in cold water. I don't think it always ca- has. With a cap full of Tide. I don't think it has anything to do with the price of the clothes. I know. But what I'm saying is they put a lot of time and thought into the care label. And what I'm saying is everything I own is going to go into the washer, cold water, cap full of Tide, some fabric softener. I'm probably some Oxy. Do you use fabric softener every time? No. I use fabric softener depending on what I'm washing. My T-shirts, fabric softener. Mm-hmm. Want them soft. Pants, no fabric softener because your jeans get too soft. I have never used fabric softener in my life. You use dryer sheets. Is that the same thing? Well, I use liquid fabric softener in the washer. And then if I don't, I use dryer sheets. You use one or the other. Interesting. Do you use dryer sheets? Yeah, every time. Yeah, so you don't need fabric softener. Mm. The more you know. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. You thought the day was going to get by without your batch of dad jokes. If you thought that, you were wrong. I'm not going to lie, Callie. Today was a bit of a challenge. You're not feeling very dad jokey? Well, I did have a joke about pizza. But it was too cheesy. <laughs> and then I did write a joke about immortality. But that one never gets old. <laughs> I'll tell that one later. That was bad. And I do have a joke about paper. But it's terrible. <laughs> You're so Kelly, what did the professional drummer call his twin daughters? I don't know. Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> that, one, that one was funny. That's the winner for this week. I mean, today. What is the difference between a badly dressed kid on a bicycle and a well-dressed kid on a tricycle. I don't know. A tire. <laughs> Get it? A tire, clothing. A tire, yeah, but yeah. Also yeah a tire. <laughs> Jeff, what the actual beat? are you doing in the shower that you don't do every day? (laughs) When you said crevices, I immediately called my husband, but he's in a meeting, so he couldn't answer. Because if this is a man thing and you guys only clean certain crevices on certain periods of your time um, or periods of your life, honestly, I think that would make so much sense um, of 
yet another reason why women and men are so different and why men sometimes smell. That's just what I wanted to say. All right. Goodbye. Jeff and I are huge champions of mental health and taking charge of your own mental health is a game changer for every single part of your life. BetterHelp is a company we love partnering with because they take so many of the challenges out of taking care of your mental health. They make the process of finding a therapist as seamless for you as possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs online and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's safe and private. It's online and it's so convenient. Visit BetterHelp.com upside and you're going to answer a couple of questions about yourself. They'll match you up with a therapist specific to what you're trying to accomplish, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours, all without having to scour the internet for hours or sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can schedule time with your therapist over the phone or via video in the comfort of your own home. Start living a happier life today. As an Upside listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Hey, this is Suzanne. Um, I was listening to you guys talk about all the people, the percentages of people who are cleaning out their oven or their refrigerator or their washing machine. Here's my question about those surveys as well as, like, all the other surveys. Who are these people that are questioning? I've never been asked any of these questions that get brought up on this podcast or anywhere else I read. Who's getting called for this? I don't know. Who are these random people? Or are they just making up the statistics hmm, to mess with us? All right. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. I just had to pause today's episode to remind you that the very first celebrity mashup name was Tomcat, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Iconic. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Callie. It is Leslie, who's losing her voice, um, and Virginia. And I clean out my refrigerator and freezer probably twice a year, all the drawers out, all the shelves out, all of it out. It gets cleaned again if something gets spilled, but probably twice a year. Um, and, yeah, the stuff that gets behind the drawers at the bottom, yuck. Anyway, thanks for all you do. Take care. Bye. Hi, guys. It's Leanne. Just had to call. I'm listening to today's episode, and you're talking about the statistics with how often people clean their fridges and their washing machines and their ovens. And you were talking about top loaders versus front loaders. Um, I have a top loader. It's a, a relatively new one. Um, it's a Samsung, and it actually has a sensor that after so many washes, it flashes on the screen self-clean, that it's time to clean. And there's a button on our washing machine, and it runs a self-clean cycle. So it is possible with top loaders. I just, I guess, depends on how fancy yours is. <laughs> um, but before we had that, I, yeah, I never cleaned my washing machine at all. <laughs> Didn't know that was the thing until the magic little button came on my new one. So hope that helps. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Liz. Um, listening to today's show and the towel issue came up again. Um, so, Kelly, yes, you are right in that. You are only putting a towel on your body when it is 
clean, but you dry off with the towel and then the towel stays damp. And because you're not then drying it on a high heat in a dryer, it can stay damp for prolonged periods of time and then you can get mold and mildew buildup on it, which is why you want to regularly um, wash it. That's all I got. Bye. Okay, guys, I waited until the Free Stuff Friday winter had been announced like three seconds ago on the podcast. And I had to call in. Okay, I need to know the name of this charger or a link somewhere for this charger because, let me explain, I have a dock and my dock is amazing. Well, it has been amazing until mm, like a month ago. And, but you have to put the phone like on it. Like you have to engage it into a charger thing. It's not wireless, right? And if it's not engaged just right, you wake up at, oh, 8 o'clock on a Tuesday and realize that you're supposed to be at work at 8.30 because your alarms don't go off because your phone is dead. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. It is our failure to become our perceived ideal that ultimately defines us and makes us unique. It's not easy, but if you accept your misfortune and handle it right, your perceived failure can become a catalyst for profound reinvention.